Well, I had an interesting day yesterday in the park with Jon Stewart. I'll break it down and tell you everything that happened off camera. Also, we're going to talk about Pelosi's trip to Taiwan, the Speaker of the House, heading there for another insider trading deal, the semiconductor swindle. Don't fall for the hype, follow the hay. But before we do all that, I have to tell you guys, Charlie Kirk's new book, The College Scam, How America's Universities Are Bankrupting and Brainwashing Away the Future of America's Youth is now out. Go to collegescam.com to access your copy and all proceeds from book sales. Go to Turning Point USA. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard for today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. I'm here in Phoenix, Arizona, cover everything that is happening, but the news does not stop. Today is 2 August 2022, Anno Domini. Today's headlines, Poso and Jon Stewart reach a truce in support of the PAC Act. I'll tell you everything that happened. I'll tell you my side of the story. Next, Speaker Pelosi's trip to Taiwan, the semiconductor swindle third suspect in justice kavanaugh assassination attempt identifies as a trans woman and finally a new hulu film not okay given a trigger warning for quote unlikable female protagonist all this more head human events daily how do you want to meet no let him we already went there. He said no. He does not want to meet with All us. All of these. He does not want to meet with us. He does not want to meet with us. Let's do it. Let's go. Over the line. Because these people have suffered for 15 years. Because you're a Look at them in the face. Look at them in the face. You're a troll. You're not a good face. I'm for the bill. You're not a good face. So what's the problem? What are you trying to do here? My question is, John, why is John, I'm not even against you guys. What are you doing? This is Jack Posobiec. I'm here with Tim Jensen of Grunstyle. And hello. John Stewart is also here. John Stewart and I have decided to come to agreement. Have we not, John? Yes, sir. I lost my temper a little bit. I felt like I was being trolled. And, uh, I realize that the important thing is just got to get this done for these guys and get them over the finish line to get the health care they need. We're at 98 percent. Let's get it over the last two percent, please. Is that fair? Fair. Shake on it. Seven five, brother. Do or die. So I spent a day in the park yesterday with John Stewart. Now, everybody saw this. The media saw this. Uh, Raheem Kassam from National Pulse came by. And as we were filming the show yesterday, I heard that Jon Stewart was doing an event just a few blocks away from where our studio in D.C. is. Uh, last night I flew out here to Phoenix, but I wanted to go down and see what was going on because when it came to this bill, and I understood that there were differences between what the GOP was saying, what Stewart was saying, what the other side was saying, and I looked at the CBO scores and I said, well, the CBO scores do line up with what Senator Cruz and Senator Toomey are saying. Not that I'm a huge fan of Senator Toomey or anything like that, even though he is my senator. But I said, look, it does seem to me that this $400 billion discrepancy, whether it's discretionary or mandatory, that is in the bill. And that's what the holdup is. And then, you know, of course, they're, you know, arguing about should it have been passed? Did it pass, et cetera? Look, what I said to them off camera. So John and I all right, go back to the beginning. So John Stewart and I get into it when he first sees me and he's, I know who you are. You're that right wing guy. You're like a, you're like a troll, you're bad faith. And then I was just trying to talk to him and I posted on telegram, the full 15 minute video 
of the interaction, just from my side of it, no, no edits, anything, raw footage. You can go watch that and see for yourself, and you be the judge. You can be the judge of who is acting in good faith or bad faith. So he says he doesn't want to talk to me. Then he brings it in front of the cameras, and I know what's going to happen in front of the cameras. But I said, you know what? I'm going to do my job. We'll go. So we go up, and he's, he's uh, uh, very animated, to, to say the least. And uh, he's, he's, you know, he's uh, putting on a performance for the cameras, doing a show, doing his thing. But, but after that all ended, I didn't leave. I stayed there. I talked to veterans. I talked to families. Importantly, I talked to Tim Jensen, the guy who runs uh, Grunt Squad. And in talking to him, that's when John Stewart came back up to me and we were able to have a civilized conversation, a couple of guys trying to do the right thing. And I said to him, I said, John, this thing is 98% done. The bill's almost over the finish line. Why not, instead of us just blowing each other up and then blowing everybody up on all the media, egging people on, why don't we actually sit down, get both sides to come to the table, figure out the right budget, way, you know, budgetary accounting to be able to get the votes that this thing needs to get it across the finish line and do the right thing for veterans. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who gets more retweets. It doesn't matter who's trending. It doesn't matter. All that stuff doesn't matter. I say that as somebody who I'm a veteran myself. I don't talk about it every day. I don't like to play the veteran card every day. I am a veteran. I have friends. When I got back from Guantanamo, I remember there was a girl in my unit who had just come back from Afghanistan. She was working with the burn pits. Her, finger, her fingernails started falling out. Her toenails started falling out. Clumps of her hair was falling out. And we didn't know what it was at first. And she later found out it was the burn pits. I have another friend who years later developed lung problems. He has trouble, go, trouble going in airplanes. He has trouble going up to high altitudes. And that's, gonna, that's something that's never going to change the rest of his life. This bill should be passed and ought to be passed. And the Senate's going to be the Senate. We can't change the Senate. But what we can do is bring people together. And that's the last video we got. was me saying to him, will you work with me? Left, right, whatever. Just do the right thing for the vets and the people who were injured by this. Conservatives have had an incredible run at the Supreme Court this year. So many recent wins, and we have to mention that they didn't happen on their own. It took the support of companies like Patriot Mobile, who have passionately fought on behalf of the unborn and our constitutional rights. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider, and they have been on the front lines fighting for our values. That's why Patriot Mobile is different from every other provider out there. Inflation has made it really hard on many Americans, and thankfully, Patriot Mobile has plans for almost any budget, and they offer the same great nationwide coverage as all the major carriers. So you get the same service, plus the knowledge that your money is going to a company fighting for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. Go to patriotmobile.com slash POSO and use promo code POSO for free activation. If you are a veteran or first responder, please let them know because they have special discounts just for you. Come join the movement and make the switch today. Patriotmobile.com slash POSO. The link is in the description. Repeatedly said that we oppose any unilateral changes to the status quo from either side. We have said that we do not support Taiwan independence. And we have said that we expect cross-strait differences to be resolved by peaceful means. 
策划两岸中国人之间的事情。The semiconductor swindle continues. Inside trader, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi and her husband, who just got caught in an insider trading deal for semiconductors, which are manufactured where? Where is it? Where are the highest, um, the highest capacity, highest quality, most high-end semiconductors in the entire world manufactured? If you answer that question, you will understand what's going on Speaker Pelosi's trip to Taiwan and why this is happening. All the military theater, the saber rattling, everything that you're seeing, it's kabuki theater. I know kabuki is Japanese, but, but go with me on this. It's kabuki theater because what's happening here is that this is a pump and dump scheme, her and her husband. Now they got caught, so they had to dump the stock before this all played out. But it was about subsidies to NVIDIA. It was about subsidies for semiconductors, the CHIPS Act that was just passed. That's what this has done. And if you don't understand that this is about her and her husband and her crooked family selling out our country and selling out, by the way, the people of Taiwan and the people of China at the same time, because, of course, they're they're deep in bed with the CCP and CCP tied companies on other deals, then you're not paying attention. And that's what we do here on Human Events Daily. This is not one of those cable networks where we're just breathlessly reporting, oh, and the fighters are in the air, and, and Pelosi, and she's on the tarmac, and she's here, and she's there, and we're paying attention to all that. But this is signal, not noise. And you may know where. You may have picked that up from the war room. Signal, not noise. Follow the money. It's about the hay, not the hype. Speaker Pelosi and her family they're deliberately exacerbating tensions in Taiwan over this. And you heard, by the way, there was a protest of some people who don't want her there in Taiwan. It's not beneficial for the people of Taiwan for her to be doing this. It does them no good. Taiwan's an island, by the way. I don't know, I don't know if anyone actually noticed that. It's on a map. Uh, I served in the Navy. I've actually gone through the Taiwan Strait on a U.S. Navy ship. But here's the deal. It's right next to China. It's right there. And so if you start exacerbating tensions, if you start going there and making noise and making trouble, what do you think the CCP is going to do? What do you think the People's Liberation Army is going to do? Now, I've said for a long time that I think that if any action were to be taken against Taiwan, it would be a military blockade, that it would essentially take the form of a blockade, then an embargo, rather than try to... Uh, bomb Taiwan and, and blow it up and set the entire island on fire, which of course they could do. They have all the material, they have all the missiles, etc. What's more likely though, is that they would go for a blockade scenario because they want Taiwan to be assimilated into mainland China. Now, that being said, Taiwan wants mainland China assimilated into Taiwan. You have to understand the history here that the Republic of China, which is the government of Taiwan, is the former government of all of China. They were the government that the CCP kicked out and then they fled to Taiwan. This is the remainder of the communist revolution, the, the Chinese Civil War, which ended in 1949, October 1st. So once you understand that, that that's where they're pushing. Now, from a realistic standpoint, do we think that the Republic of China has the ability to, to take down the CCP and take over all of them right now? 
Well, maybe not by themselves. But if you look at what's happening internally in China right now, if you look at the banking crisis, the Evergrande crisis that we've been talking about here for months, the fact that they've got a run on the banks, they've got all of these companies failing at the same time, they're using this for show as well. Why? Because they don't want the Lao Beijing, they don't want the people of China to be to wake up and be wise to the fact that they're stealing all of their money, all of their labor, their slave labor that the CCP is using to put into their coffers. The CCP, of course, being the 1% of mainland China. And now you can't even get your money back because everything's falling apart because of the slowdown, because of zero COVID lockdowns and all this craziness. That's what's going on. Signal, not noise. Is there anything that the president is doing to cool passions before the Dobbs decision drops? Uh, you mean in uh, with as it relates to abort, uh, the decision? So um, wanted to, to be really clear, you know, the Department of Justice, um, as it relates to to Kavanaugh, uh, has has U.S. Marshals providing support to the Supreme Court Marshal, uh, and the President supports legislation to fund increased security uh, for court and judges. And it is how it is it is now been reported that the Marshals, uh, our administration assigned to help protect judges, were instrumental uh, in the person not accomplishing the horrible deed it, he set out to do. This is the threat that we saw against Kavanaugh, and so we have taken this very seriously. Seriously, like you said, we have com condemned it. Condemned it. The president has, and we will continue to do so. Uh, any intim intimidation or threats uh, uh, against uh, against judges uh, is is uh, something that we take very seriously. Nicholas John Roski. Nicholas John Roski. Nicholas John Roski. How many times have I told you to remember the name Nicholas John Roski? There's a reason for that because the media doesn't want to talk about this name. The media doesn't want to bring this up, but that's okay because that gives us something to do. Well, Andy No over at the Post Millennial is digging through the court records in Nicholas John Roski, who is the accused suspect that was arrested, by the way, who turned himself in outside Justice Kavanaugh's house where he was planning to kill him with a Glock 9 millimeter. He had zip ties in his backpack he had duct tape. We don't even know to this point. We don't even know to this extent. Maybe we will. Hopefully we'll learn more in court what he planned to do to the Kavanaugh family. But the last time we checked in on dear Nicholas Roski, dear Nicholas, we found out that he was a Redditor. And we were very much not surprised that a crazy Redditor was trying to kill a Supreme Court justice. The guy was actually Googling things like, if you remember, how to be stealthy, assassin skills, and what is best place to stab a guy? Really, really high levels of research. He didn't even take time to study the blade. You know, you could at least study the blade, Nicholas. But no, no, you went for the gun like a coward. It's like, come on, man. Do you even watch any anime? But apparently, apparently, Nicholas Roski was not his only name. He also went by Sophie on Reddit and is identified as MTF or male to female. In posts he made under the username American Nick, Roski introduced himself on Reddit with the feminine name Sophie and talked about gaming, watching television, and requesting a female partner, quote, for cuddles. Discord messages between Roski and another identified person, also revealed in the affidavit, uncovering his original plan to shoot, th shoot three justices to, quote, change the vote for 
uh, for years to come. But what Andy has done here over on the court records is actually delve into this and we're getting more now because we've got the Reddit account. So let's go see what Nicholas John Roski, AKA Sophie was asking about on Reddit. And it was more than just the cuddles apparently, uh, seeking a cuddle movie buddy, um, MTF college graduate looking for a woman to cuddle and watch movies with me, preferably within five years of me, both younger and cooler. Um, there are very few men I've felt comfortable with, so even platonically, so that is why I'm specifying. I have an alt style working on developing it. Maybe you can help. 420 friendly, love deep conversations, geeky slash introverted. I love movies, and I'm sure we'll find something we both like. Wow, just so unique. Someone who loves movies. I just never never met anybody. I've never met anybody who doesn't like movies, by the way, as a matter of fact. Have you ever, have you ever actually met someone who's like, movies? they're long and you have to pay attention and those things suck actually that's not true i actually do know somebody like that um and uh apparently also apparently he also played valheim and overwatch so look here's the thing this isn't about gamers this isn't about redditors okay it's a little about redditors this is about the fact for me again i'm going to say this where was the fbi where were the reddit moderators where was anybody actually looking into these posts. We're told that all of the posts and the censorship and everything is there to protect us. Well, you didn't protect Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh, and you certainly didn't protect his family, and you certainly didn't protect anybody from this guy who was planning an attack on three justices. And the only reason it stopped is because he called his sister and then he called in 911 and he turned himself in. I think that we should just straight up start cutting the funding, disband the FBI, because it seems like all they do is conspire against the American people. Warning, this film contains an unlikable female protagonist. Viewer discretion advised. Have you ever wanted to be noticed so badly? You didn't even care what it was for. Danny Sanders might actually be the worst person we've ever covered on the show. Acting like she was the victim turned a lot of people off to her. I was just gonna bleach the front bits, but I'm really not trying to get mistaken for Danny Sanders. This is so up, isn't it, Kevin? White women. So the post-millennials newest journalist, Christina Buttons, go give her a follow, check this thing out, post-millennial. And Christina Button has written us a new story. And what's the story? It says, Unlikable female protagonist. Unlikable female protagonist. This is a new warning label slapped on a film about white women after test screenings. And, and this is amazing because the direct, I, I, I thought this was just marketing. I thought this was like an in-story, in-plot reference or something. Somebody sent me the screenshot and I said, oh, that's, well, that's, I'm sure that's just like a joke. Like this, you know, in a comedy. No, it's a hundred percent true. And I'm, I'm looking at uh, director Quinn Shepard's comment here. And he said, if you portray flawed women or women who reflect societal flaws, you get notes like, I literally don't understand why you tell a story about this character. And so many viewers of this watching it on Hulu, Hulu, Chinese word Hulu, it means gourd, by the way, we're asking, why is this? Ha why is this being added? Why is this being added? As a, as a microaggression, as a, as a trigger warning. And here's the thing. According to the regime propaganda standard guide, you are not allowed to portray women in film, television, uh, or anything accurately. You're not allowed to, to portray them as people. 
all female characters must be a Mary Sue. Now, if you don't understand what a Mary Sue is, a Mary Sue is kind of like, kind of like a character who's just basically Ray Skywalker from the new Skywalker, the new uh, Disney Star Wars movies. The horrible, you know, um, affronts to to God and man. And in those films, she just has all the powers of Luke Skywalker. Can do everything. Can defeat everybody. Um, barely has to struggle for anything. Don't even really know who she is. We get a little bit of backstory at the very end where they just make up some stuff and tag on that she's the granddaughter of the emperor and all this and whatever, right? The idea is, is that it's a character who has no flaws and a character who can accomplish anything through the sheer might of girl power. That's the only way that women are allowed to be portrayed. And yet, if you notice, a lot of stuff, a lot of content has been coming out lately. Like when you watch Woman in the Window, right? It's, it's, the, um, it's the unstable or the unreliable narrator. If you watch a movie like um, the new documentary that came out about Theranos, right? And Elizabeth Holmes. And you point out that actually, it turns out, crazy enough, I know this might be, I know and this might be hard for people here. So here's my trigger warning on this. It's going to be a little truthful here. Turns out women are people too. And that means people in their totality, the good, the bad, the beautiful, the ugly, all of that. And believe me, when we're talking about the pro-abortion ones, there's a lot of ugly. But, but, the idea is that we're actually going to show people accurately rather than show something that is a complete regime propaganda insanity. That's why they have to put trigger warnings like this anymore. That's, it's the same reason, by the way, that we can't openly talk about monkeypox, how it spread, and who are the ones most affected by it. And that's all the time we have here at Human Events Daily. Remember, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us, share this out with one, just one of your normal friends, and then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. What did we talk about today? Myself and John Stewart reaching a truce in support of the PAC Act veterans and the victims of the burn pits. Next, Speaker Pelosi's trip to Taiwan, the semiconductor swindle, wag the Pelosi. Third, the suspect in Justice Kavanaugh's assassination attempt identifies as a trans woman. And finally, the Hulu film, Not Okay, given a trigger warning for unlikable female protagonist. A lot of stuff going on right now. I am here at the Turning Point headquarters. I've come out to report on everything that's going on. I'll be out there tonight. I'll be live uh, Charlie Kirk is doing an election night special, so I'm going to be on that, breaking down all the analysis of everything that's happening, so make sure that you watch it. But before all that happens, we have to talk about today's history break. This is an important one, and as a Navy officer, a Navy veteran, this is something that's close to me. On this day, all the way back in 1945, the surviving crew of the USS Indianapolis were spotted by a U.S. naval aviator. What was the USS Indianapolis? This was the ship that secretly on a covert mission delivered the first of two nuclear weapons to the U.S. Air Force to be able to be dropped on the cities in, in, uh, in Japan. On the way back, that ship was hit by a Japanese submarine. It sunk. 300 sailors were killed but 900 sailors made it into the water. But because it was a covert operation, nobody knew where it was. 
600 people died in that water. The sharks got them. Three and a half days. Remember our history. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.